Welcome in to the Level Heads Podcast. Today we've got uh, we've got Ryan Smith, the Roof Slayer, joining us, uh, talking about some roof framing, roof cutting in his business, um, shipping roofs all the way out to Nebraska, uh, all this, all, all roof framing. Um, you're gonna have a PhD in roof framing by the time you enter the end of this. So, uh, yep, get ready to join us. Welcome into Levelheads, everybody. I'm Zane Ellis with Collective Build Company. I'm Mike Connolly with Greenside Design Build. I'm Jamie Verdura with Verdura Construction. Today we've got Ryan Smith on. He's the roof slayer. He slays roofs for a living. <laughs> now, he doesn't set them on fire, is that right? You don't, <laughs> you don't right. destroy <laughs> roofs for a living. But that's what we're going to talk about uh, today. No. That's good. So Ryan's yeah, going to give us that's a, that's all the secrets on what it takes to slay a roof. Or uh, whatever roof slang actually is. So here we go. Well, I'll, I'll tell you about that name. It's it's kind of funny. So, roof slayer is just my initials R S. Um, when you log on to Instagram and you try to make an Instagram account like I did, and your name is Ryan Smith, it's not an option. It's like <laughs> there's 14 million of them. So. Uh, a friend of mine uh, from back home that's a carpenter found an old set of uh, Starrett stair gauges and he mailed them to me. And on the envelope, he wrote Ryan Roofslayer Smith. So I just kind of uh, went with it. There you go. Yeah. That's that awesome. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes well, I'm super excited to have you on, Ryan. I, I, uh, you're one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram, being uh, oh, a, wow, that's awesome. a, a Thank carpenter you. by trade. And have done it for a while. I haven't cut as many roofs as you have, but uh, I'm just enamored by all the stuff you post and the math, just the pure mathematics in, in, uh, oh my in gosh. what you do. So the, the one you I'm posted the other day, I got, I got a kick out of it because you <laughs> posted one. And it was so complicated that some guy commenting thought it was in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember that comment. Uh, it's, you know, people make it a lot harder than it needs to be. Um, to be honest, I, I always said, uh, it's just a way of thinking to, to frame, um, really anything. I, I mean, that goes for walls too. I mean, some of these builds we're into now there's, you know, big two story walls with arched windows and whatnot. But if you, if you think about roof framing as sliding triangles, around it and making them interact with one another it, it kind of gets easier it's 90 percent technique i would say maybe 10 percent not even 10 percent i'd say two percent math eight percent geometry <laughs> does that equal 100 yeah maybe. <laughs> uh, it, it, it can be very mathy there, there's some other guys some uh roof cutters framing carpenters that i talk to on a regular basis and they're very mathy um my brain doesn't work good that way, so I'm more of a visual guy. So I, I make plan view drawings and, you know, basic right tri triangle math. For the most part, uh, there is some trig depending on certain situations and whatnot. But if you just break down a roof one ridge at a time and deal with the hips and valleys and then the commons and then, you know, the, the valley jacks and the hip jacks, it's, you know, it gets a little easier it can be daunting when you look you know like this this one when you look at it it's like wow 
But if you do it one piece at a time, it's no different than building a shed in your backyard. Cool. So Ryan for, yeah, that's the advice I give the guys when we're yep. just starting to lay out snapping lines for walls. So just yeah. do one wall at a time. Exactly. So for yeah, our listeners, no for our listeners, Ryan, that, that don't know who you are, why don't you uh, tell us where you're from? Uh, where's your, your local stomping ground and uh, your name, your business and all that good stuff. Uh, currently, um, on a map, you would, you would look at Buffalo, New York. I actually live in a, a small rural town called Pendleton, which is, uh, just outside of Buffalo. So we just, we, we sum it up to Western New York here. Um, started doing this long time ago, 1999, uh, grew up in a little town east of here, south of Syracuse or north of Syracuse, rather right on the Lake Ontario called Oswego, New York. And that's where I kind of got into this, uh, as luck would have it. My neighbor, good buddy of mine growing up, his father was a contractor and he framed. So we were always kind of around it and, you know, doing his dirty work for him on summers and weekends. So I went to, uh, college, actually met my, my, who is my wife now at one of my fraternity parties in 1999. She graduated. She moved back home, which is here, and I followed her out, and the rest is kind of history. What so, frat were you in? Been here for uh, local fraternity, Sigma Gamma. Probably the greatest fraternity in the world. <laughs> <laughs> in Buffalo. <laughs> Hopefully there's some bros listening to this. <laughs> yeah, there's two right there. There's Mike yeah. and Jamie. Those are the bros we've got right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, the company, uh, Roof Cutters Incorporated, we do all sorts of stuff, but I try to keep it uh, roof cutting. So I'm trying to, I do a lot of cutting for, for local guys, um, but I'm trying to branch out a little bit, kind of deliver, so that that's in the works. I put a website up a couple yeah. months ago. Yeah, that's something Brought I wanted some... to d- dive into, mm-hmm. is uh, I, I didn't... I, Looking at your Instagram, I didn't know, are you like outsourcing, just cutting the roofs for, for other framing contractors? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the direction or that's, that's the goal. I get a lot of, there's a guy in New Jersey. He wants us to come down and build the whole house. Like there's just no time for that. You know, there's, there's plenty of work right here in our own backyard, but the roof cutting thing is my favorite part and, and I'm still passionate about it. You know, I'm 41 years old. So if I can get a little, you know, piece of the pie that's out there, even if it's just on the East coast or drifting over to the middle of the country a little bit, and I could do this for, you know, years to come, that would be ideal. So if you're cutting a roof, if you're cutting a roof for another framing contractor, what do you go out and you like, they get the first deck on and then you get all the outside dimensions off the first deck and then you go back and cut your roof or how does it, how do you do it? So, yeah, that, that depends. Um, depending on how far away it is. Uh, local ones here, a lot of times it can be done over the phone, but 99% of the time I'll, I'll sneak out there and I'll pull a tape too and then confirm with the framing contractor. Um, and then that's it. Once, once I get those dimensions and I record them on the, the roof plan, you know, that's kind of when I hit the ground running. If it's far away, I have one uh, coming up here very soon. It's about a three and a half hour drive, which isn't too bad. But we've agreed that 
uh, this contractor and his crew will provide dimensions. That way I don't have to, you know, spend a whole day to go out and, you know, for a 25 minute, you know, measuring. So it could, it can, uh, it can work both ways. Yeah. You know, if I got a, something in, uh, you know, Virginia, I'm not going to drive down there and measure it. They're just going to have to, you know, kind of provide that information. That's are you getting many, are you getting many houses with varying wall heights, wall, wall plates? Yeah. <clears throat> so when, when, it, when there is uh, varying plate heights and, and things like that, I have to get to work a little sooner, but I kind of see that coming once uh, we've agreed to move forward. So I'll give them the wall heights. They'll set up all the tails so that all the fascias and everything works out. So, yeah, that's definitely roof-driven, as you guys already know. So you're basically starting at the roof on those projects and just working your way down. Is that right? Yeah. it's it's. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the way everybody has to do it. If you have multiple wall heights and different pitches, you know, I mean, you roll out a set of plans, you start looking at first floor, and you have some tall walls. And then you look at your elevations, you notice, you know, you got two or three different pitches and the architect has the fascia all at the same elevation. So, you know, for me, immediately, you have to kind of dive into that and figure out your tails and your plating and whatnot. At least we do. And it it helps us immensely, you know, as we get farther into the framing projects around here. But they're all they're all things that we can control. So, you know, people I always say, uh, you know, I say trusses work. <laughs> so, and and I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's, a, it's the same idea. Yeah. How do you? Most of the time, they work. Uh-huh. <laughs> Most of the time, yeah. How, how do you? <laughs> do you ever get anybody that's like just super offended? Like, you know, sometimes, sometimes when like I, you know, I'm talking to a guy about building his house. Like, I, I feel like this is one of those professions that men always have to like be like, well, I'm, I'm a guy too, you know, like, uh, well, you know, I'd do this myself, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really have time. Like, you know, do you get that from framers? (laughs) Like, Oh, we're going to bring this other guy in to cut my roof for me. (laughs) I actually have one of those as we speak. (laughs) (laughs) He's a, he's a great, he's a great guy and he's an awesome framer. So what it comes down to the customers, it's, there's only a couple. There's the guy who doesn't have the wherewithal yeah. and he's got himself into a project that, you know, he needs the hard part figured out. Then there's a guy who's seasoned and he can cut the roof, but he's looking to buy time. Mm. So that's where this guy kind of fell in. He he called me up, shot me an email first, then we ended up on the phone and his crew size is dwindling, which we're hearing all over the place. It's, it's happened here. Yeah. It's everywhere. So he had a lot of work on his plate and he was looking to be a little more efficient. It's it's the winter months here as well. So I gave him a quote. We went into it, but I cut this roof. We deliver it a uh, week and a half ago and he called me twice. So I had a broken hip that was two feet too long. So he calls me. It's the end of the world, right? <clears throat> so I... <laughs> I run back into my little office area here. I'm looking at it. Now, mind you, it had two different hips on it. The back of this ridge was an 812, and the front of the ridge was a 1012. And then the king on common side was a 1012. So we had three things going on. So I just used the wrong 
hip pitch when I was doing my calculating on the broken hip. So I ended up a little long. So I gave him the, the right number and he cut it. And then he had to trim three jack raptors. Uh, I had the bevels backwards. So 285 pieces and he had to cut four and I have not heard the end of it. <laughs> <since>. <laughs> like he just can't say, wow, you know, <laughs> and it's okay. Right. You know, I had to, you know, stroke his ego a little bit and tell, you know, I know you don't need us to do this. You know, you're, you're trying to make time. And so it's, there's a learning curve there for me too. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it can, for sure. I can imagine for some guy that's never had to do it before. It, it's a, it's a kick to the nuts, man. <laughs> like, especially if the contractor yeah. is like, "Hey, man, you can frame the walls, but I got this guy that's going to frame the roof." <laughs> yeah, it's you know financially for the the contractor, they're spending the money anyways. Yep. Yep. So you know, and that yeah. that's that was the point that I made with with this specific guy. You know, I asked him, you know email me the plans. Okay. I started looking at it. We, we talked again. I said, how long would it normally take you to stack this roof? You know, oh, probably a week and a half. Okay. We delivered Tuesday, Friday, they were done. Oh, so nice. he did it three days, two and a half days. Yeah. Yeah. But he still wasn't, you know, completely happy. He had to cut four boards, but. <laughs> and I'm so, sure the, the quality, the quality of the cut of that roof is probably way better. I mean, yeah. I don't see very uh, many yeah. guys beveling, hi- beveling hips and beveling valleys. Yeah. And not, lo- not yeah. alone beveling, but get them on the right uh, angle and the right yeah. pitch. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah, you put enough nails in it, Mike, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah, grab a bigger hammer. <laughs> uh, no, but I, the, the, the thing I think is very interesting about this is the direction that our industry is going lends itself to more of what you're doing because there's fewer guys out there, at least in our market that can cut a roof like that. You know, there's a ton of guys that can, yeah, it's, there's a ton of guys that can set the wall and just call trusses, you know, but you know, like a roof, like the one behind you, you can't, I mean, how long would it take to make trusses for that house right there? You know, I mean, yeah, there would be so much over framing. Right. Yeah. Um, it truly is yeah, an art it's, and a craft that we're losing, it, and I think it's. And I didn't that. realize that, you know. I, I'm seeing it now more than ever. But social media, you know, you get to see so many different things. Like Instagram's incredible. It's very humbling every day to go on there. But I didn't. I thought more people were doing this, and when I went on Instagram, I was like, "You got to be kidding me." Nobody no, else you're more, this. you're more the exception than <clears throat> than the rule. I mean, there's, for sure. there's very yeah, I, few I guys never, that know how to yeah. cut a roof. And where we're building, we've got yeah, a lot of flat spots on our on our roofs. And uh, you throw a flat yeah. spot in there, and you just got guys scratching their head all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the head scratchers are the fun ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, around here, uh, Buffalo, it's 95% stick frame roofs. There's very, very, very little trusses here. So we, we've priced it out <clears throat> um, on some of the roof packages that we've sold, and we're always cheaper somehow. So it's mm. I don't know, and I've, I've been having a hard time trying to figure that out. I've, I've reached out kind of all over the country, too, to see where, where things are, and I'm getting very different responses. 
you know, what trusses cost here versus what they cost in Texas or, or Florida. So it's the lumber is kind of, you can kind of get that. Um, it's pretty well kind of on the same page, but the trusses seem to be, you know, manufacturer to manufacturer. Just out of curiosity, what, I mean, yeah. what are you seeing as an average? Are you getting square foot numbers? Uh, I no. Uh, well, sometimes yes. Uh, so square, square foot doesn't really work for me to, to price something, uh, per piece doesn't really work. So I'm, I'm trying to find a magic formula to do the estimates to be more efficient at them. What it comes down to is basically shop time Mm -hmm. and overhead. You know, if, if I can look at a roof and say, I can cut that in, in five days versus 10 days, you know, like that's kind of for now how, how it's been going. And it, it seems to be working. I mean, I, I know, at least around here, I know where the framers are, you know, square footage wise. And I know what percent of the build the roof actually is mm-hmm. and, and the complexity of it. So it's it's a lot easier for me to slide in with, with an accurate number here. Sure. That's, that's kind of what's been a struggle for me in other areas. So you what know, does your shop that, look like? Is it just you in there cutting roofs or do you have another carpenter in there uh, or labor or moving stuff around? For, for the most part, it's, it's just me. I've tried that with help and, uh, <laughs> I play better alone. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm open to that. It's just, there isn't really an interest for it and I haven't really needed it. We have, we have a forklift here. So as far as the moving stuff around, that's easy. Um, but when I when I get real busy and we have a lot on the the plate, I, I'll bring a guy in and help out. But for Jamie. the most part, like this this one behind me, I, I think I'll have that done in seven days. Jesus, so, dude, you are a badass. That's well, you do. It's like anything. If you do it all day, every day. <laughs> I mean, I guess. So Jamie, I was... <laughs> on your houses, Jamie, are you your carpenters? Are they cutting roofs? Or are you putting trusses in? Or what's it like out in Cali? Uh, I think we're probably 50, 50 right now. Yeah. yeah. The more the custom stuff's all stacked, you know, but out here, if you cut and stack a roof, the engineering goes way up because they're, they're typically heavier, heavier ridges and valleys and all yeah. that stuff. So sheer walls and concrete values yeah. go up. Yeah. The pit, the pitches lay down so, too, right? You guys are a lot flatter. Yeah. We don't do a lot of yeah. steep stuff out here. We will have nine and Mike 12 all steep yeah. stuff. rarely, but a lot of stuff's flat. Low, low pitch. Mike, you're like yeah, most of mostly fourteen, sixteen, uh, and up from there, right? Oh yeah, we got we got twenty twelves. Yeah, sixteen is probably the the lowest until we get to the flat, you know, a flat roof or a porch roof. It's maybe an eight, but I, I imagine that's probably you too, Ryan. Is that is that right? Yeah, no load. Yeah, so. nothing really under an eight or a, a nine, ten, somewhere in there, and then it'll it'll go all the way up to sixteen, seventeen, twelve. Yeah. But we get a lot of snow here, so you yeah. know, we're not we're building for weight. Yeah, yeah. This versus you know Jamie, he's where you're in California. Yeah, so you, California has yeah, earthquake stuff. You deal with all that se- seismic stuff. Not no light. Yeah. Jamie doesn't light. always even yeah. have a roof in Cali. They like they like to keep it to where they can see the sun all the time. Yeah, like they work on their <laughs> suntans. Yeah, you just need umbrellas now. How are you doing all that rain? Oh, oh has it stop yet? Yeah, yeah. This last month been pretty a little bit. Yeah, actually, today's nice. <laughs> We're back to some sun. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah. A lot of rain. Yeah, it was uh 
an epic yeah. amount of rain. Like it's I, it's crazy out here. Just, just the runoff of the creeks, and it's it's I pretty mean, nuts. They're saying it's like historic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and, yeah, it's a lot insane. of rain. Incredible. It's crazy. And we're on the ocean, so the surf's big, and it's we're just yeah. getting pounded. Yeah, when Ellen DeGeneres we just is had, out there. We had similar recently. It. We had a, a blizzard here, so it dumped four feet of snow in two days. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I missed it. I was in Florida, luckily. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. And, yeah, and then when we, fl- we flew in, that, that was uh, <clears throat> Friday, Saturday was a storm. We flew back in Wednesday, and there was eight inches on the ground. It was perfect. <laughs> totally lucked out. Ryan, I've got a, yeah. I got a question. Um, so I'd like to hear more about, you know, kind of how you got to the level that you're at, you know, or, and, and, and really why you arrived at the level that you're at. You know, most people will get to a level I can cut a roof. I can, you know, I can frame and they stop, they, they just stop growing or they stop trying hard things or, you know, and they just make money. <laughs> How did you get there, and why did you keep pushing? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I'd say p- part of it was necessity, and then the bigger part was just the interest. You know, ever ever since the first time I walked onto a framing job, every time we got to the roof, you know, even when I was a teenager, it was it was awesome. Like those are the best days, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm watching the older carpenter out in front of the, the house cutting the rafters and then it just all kind of magically fit together and it, it always amazed me and it always had my interest so we got real busy I don't know I'd say 10 or 12 years ago and I was trying to keep up with three crews you know they were pretty efficient framing crews so I was looking at everything I could possibly do to cut it you know to try and keep up with all three, which I ended up doing somehow. So I would just take my work home with me. I I used to keep this little book with me. And every time we had like a bastard roof or irregular hips, I would write down what I thought was the pitch of the hip rafter and then the bevel of the jacks and the common difference and all this stuff. So I recorded this for years and I was on a job drawing out my tails and the builder we were working for is an amazing, amazing carpenter. He's an older guy, just probably the best I've ever met. He kind of peeked over my shoulder. He saw what I was doing and he pointed and he said a few words to me and he said, you know, if you snap a line here, you'll see your hip and valley in plan view. And that's what I was trying to do. But he wouldn't actually show me how to do it. So I begged this guy, right? (laughs) I'm calling him on the weekend. Eventually, I figured it out, and then I realized everything that I thought I knew was wrong, and everything I wrote down in this little book for years was wrong, and I ended up ripping all the pages out and starting over. (laughs) So then I really started focusing in on how the two pitches would interact in an irregular situation and how I would find that specific point, the, the common rise, you know, rise rules in the roof framing world, whether it's a natural pitch or you got multiple pitches. So I just played with it and I started, the light started to go off more and more. And as I figured something out, I would try it for a while, a few months. And I thought, Hey, this is great. 
and then something would bite me in the ass and I would go back and look at it and then I'd learn something else. So I just kept kind of teaching myself over years to, I got it to the point where uh, five or six years ago we had a house sitting and I was all caught up and I cut the roof before they poured the foundation. It wasn't a huge house, but it was pretty cool and it worked. So then I knew Okay, wow. this is going to work no matter what. You know, you've you've made all the mistakes, you've recorded everything you've done wrong, everything that works, and I just kept improving on it. Even to this day, I I still come up with new ideas, and I'll notice something, or I'll wonder, you know, why why have you been doing it this way? This would be so much faster and more efficient. So, it's it's an evolving thing. I get a picture. I guess in my head of like mostly interest. I get a picture in my head of, of the guy in uh, what's the movie, the a beautiful mind when he's like got all these mathematic calculations he's like yeah. scribbling them on the glass. <laughs> That's Ryan. It's a good movie. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm not that strong in math. I mean, you know, my my son is a sophomore in high school. He's doing harder math than I use, uh, and he and he's actually I, I've I've kind of shown him my system and he he gets it so yeah i'm kind of excited there hopefully yeah not that not yeah. to tell him what to do but <laughs> it would be cool if he uh, came in on it too yes so we'll see so did one of your mentors like teach you how to use a calculator or read a big framing square or did you kind of just yeah learn pretty on your much own? by myself a lot of trial and error um i, I bought a yeah. construction master uh calculator years 15 20 years ago and realized that they had certain buttons on there the rise run and the diagonal which was you know it was just plugging in the tables of trig right there so it saved a lot of keystrokes and once i figured that out then i was like wow this thing's great or you know i used to step raptors off with a square too and i never really used the calculator but Sometimes I still do that just as an exercise to keep my mind sharp. But those uh, construction master pros are time savers. Yeah, For me, it's life huge. Saver. Lifesaver. Yeah, it saves me hours, hours of keystrokes yeah. for sure. Buy a calculator. <laughs> yeah, buy a calculator. It's, it's even on your iPhone now. They've got the yeah. construction master app. Yeah. So I, I keep that. Yeah. yeah. It's a lifesaver. So what's your, uh, your uh, favorite weapon? What saws are you using? What frame and squares are you using? Blades. Uh, favorite weapons. So I like. I'm a three three oh eight guy. I like thirty out six too, but I'm a three oh eight man for sure. <laughs> uh, Dewalt. I like Dewalt. Um, a lot of guys listening to this will laugh, but I like Sidewinders. Grew up using them. Uh, I have some worm drives. It's just I think it's what what you're used to, you know. So I prefer the the flex bolts. The lighter, right? They're, they're lighter, the table's wider on a Sidewinder. I like that. I feel like it, it keeps me a little more accurate with all the bevels and whatnot. Uh, the worm drives have their place. I use those too for certain cuts, but it's not it's not like my daily driver. Um, yeah, the, the Flexvolt batteries, <clears throat> I, I have, I don't know, eight or ten of them, and I have the four-pack charger, and I just keep them cycling all day, and I've never waited on a battery once so you're not corded so, you're all you're all battery yeah yeah i mean i have some corded saws that they'll come out and play once in a while for certain situations but yeah for the most part 
ninety nine percent of the time it's cordless. If you're, if you're cutting roofs all day, every day, you must have forearms like Popeye. You must be. It's all the spinach. Your arm gets tired when. It, <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Sometimes I wake up at night and my my hands all like. It's just. Yeah, it's you horrible. Claw, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like I like DeWalt saws a lot. Been using them for years, even before they everything went cordless. Uh, framing squares, I have probably a hundred framing squares. I kind of collect them, it's sort of a hobby of mine. I have some really great old steel ones uh, that I've 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 bought at you know yard sales or estate sales, and people give them to me. And a lot of them are aluminum. Um, recently. Uh, Mark Martinez put out the titanium one, which I've really been digging. He uh, sent me one of those in June. He said, try this out. Tell me what you think. Let me know. So we worked back and forth on it for several months, and then he just released it recently. So I got a couple of those. They've they've kind of been my, awesome. my go-to now. What's the difference yeah. between titanium and, a, like, an aluminum one? Like It's a different it's material, just, Mike. Uh, well... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh the weight for one. Uh weight. yeah. The weight, you know the titanium ones. It's weird. Titanium has um you can feel the difference in your fingers. It, it's almost like it interacts with your your body chemistry. It's it's hard to explain, but if you sit there and rub a piece of titanium, it just feels different than a polished piece of steel or aluminum. It's hard to explain, but I have noticed that. So those have been kind of my go-tos for squares. And, yeah, I don't require a whole lot of tools when I'm, you know, roof cutting. It's a couple few saws, a few squares, a couple straight edges, some batteries, and a radio. Got to have a radio. Tape measure. For sure. Tape measure. Got to have a tape measure. Yeah. Yep. 20, 25 foot or 30 foot? Uh. 35 if if, oh. if i can get one it's been hard to to get those around here it's like every time i go in for a little hand tool like that there's nothing on the shelf it's weird but yeah hey so when you send out a roof package who who's laying those out in the field are you just kind of giving hoping the, the the framers know what they're doing as far as um, and yeah so the layout has to be predetermined before I start figuring. So I always pick a corner and I call it the boss corner. So I usually will pull 15 and a quarter and go each way. Or, or if, if, they've, if they've already framed the first floor deck, then they'll tell me this is what I, where I pulled layout. And I'll just carry that across the house, both axes. So the rafters stack the studs. And then each part of the roof gets labeled, the ridge, and then the hips and valleys, anything that's in play you know it'll be like hip a hip b valley one valley two so as i'm cutting everything gets marked and then the jacks that go with the hip will have you know hip b on each one and then which side they go on is based on the bevel you got to expect them to know at least that much but i mark up uh i print out a set of the roof plans and i mark it all up for them so it it's it's really no different than getting Trust package. Yeah, I was gonna say layout sheet that they sounds like a trust package, you know, really. Yeah, it really is. It's it's idiot proof. I don't know if I can say that on here. Right. See the paperwork <laughs> and the package. 
And then you're so right now you're working mainly in New York and then trying to go yeah. east a little bit. Yeah, just to. How far? How far will you go? Or have you? I guess how I far have. have you uh, let's Ship. see. We got one in the oven right now for Nebraska. Oh wow! And, yeah. Wow. How are you shipping yeah. these? Uh, we a freight company around here. Anything close, you know, eight hour drive, we can do if we can get it in one load. Depends on the size. Obviously, we we have a big flatbed, but. Yeah. Some of these roofs are massive. Uh, the one in Nebraska, the guy's great. Hopefully he'll listen to this. He's like, I don't care how I'll drive out and pick it up myself. I don't care like, if you're going to drive all the way from Nebraska. He's like, I'm putting my tool belt back on just to put this one together. This great guy. He's busy. He's got, you know, he's got a couple different companies going and same thing. He's just looking to save time, buy time. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, I think it's great business yeah. if you can oh, ship it all over the country. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I just want to do a, a maybe twenty additional, just roofs. You know, no, no, no framing, just the roof. So, are, do you kind of look that at would make it me as, happy? Do you kind of look at it as like, all right, I'll do one a week, or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, one a week. If, if that's a pretty good. Some of them are like this one behind me is going to be more like. I'll just round up to two, but I think I'll do it in seven days. I think I mentioned that. So that just means that spills into the second week and hopefully there's one smaller. Some of these I can do in a few days. So it's. Are you seeing a one a week volume right now? For the last few months, it's been, it's been very steady. And then cut sheets too. Um, I, sh- I ship those out. People email me the plans, confirm dimensions, give me a date when they need it, and I'll make uh, tail patterns of all the different ra- rafters on, like, real thick card stock. And then I fill out a notebook. I do it all by hand, um, all the lengths, everything, mark up the roof plan, throw it in a FedEx box, and send it oh. out. So, oh, wow. so then they'll cut it. You'll mark they'll, everything out, yeah, and then they'll cut it. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real good idea. That's, yeah, that's great. That is a really good yep. idea. Yeah, and that's half the time for me because, you know, the figuring is takes a lot of time. Yeah, yeah saves, saves the floor. The floor. <laughs> yeah, keeps right. the blades sharp. Yeah, doesn't dull them out. Yeah, how many yeah. blades do you go through? Like a month, a year, Not, a yeah. month. Well, that's a lot of cutting. Yeah, probably five or yeah, six. That's... A month. one a week pretty much a one and a half a week oh yeah yeah they get as soon as they start to warp or they leave fuzz on the cut then i just switch you know swap them out i think so a I lot s- of that's from ripping the hips and valleys yeah. you know that burns the teeth up pretty good yeah. those bevels so uh, i saw you you did an article or uh for contribute an article to fine home building yeah tell us about that yeah that was great uh, so yeah, did, uh, it actually turned into two articles because they couldn't fit it all in, into, uh, <laughs> one magazine, which worked out better anyways, because as I told the editor, you know, there's certain things we can't leave out. So I just went through and kind of covered my system, um, how I approach complex roof framing, the steps I take, uh, calculating, cutting, laying out. It's all there. It, it's it's pretty comprehensive for the framing carpenter who is ready for it. You know, to a to a green guy, he might read that and might not take a lot away from it. But eventually, if he gets to that point, then 
yeah, there's a lot of keys there that'll open a lot of doors. And I, I had great feedback yeah, from that, cool. and they're still actually rolling in. I did have a guy complain about the way I was cutting a board, and my my saw the guard was wedged up. <laughs> That's a sticky. <laughs> sticky subject i know but <laughs> which was funny because i couldn't have it wedged up when the uh editor and the photographer were on site and somehow one of the pictures that made the article i had it wedged up because i told him we were at a point and i said listen you gotta just let me rip here for like an hour and a half to get caught up and then we'll come back and but he was still snapping pictures and one of them made it into the magazine so this guy reached out to the magazine and the, and the, you know, they contacted me, we're going to publish this, but you know, you can, you can respond if you'd like to. I'm like, absolutely. This guy's, he's an a-hole. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> so I, I called my editor because he's way better with words. And I said, can you politely respond to this? And he, uh, he tore the guy up, but he was um, a volunteer for Habitat oh, for Humanity. The guy, the guy, yeah. <laughs> like, ah. Uh, I can't make anybody happy. Like here I've given you all these pearls for, for everybody to learn something. And you're bitching it. You know, I cut, I don't know, however many roofs in my life. And I have all, all my fingers. They're right here. Like no issues. And that's what the guy notices. So <laughs> yeah. Keyboard. Cowboy. But that's uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's kind of my whole system. That's the um, price of fame, Ryan. It's 10 or 12 pages. Yeah, fame. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I did that, that thing with M.T. Copeland, which those guys are doing a great thing. I don't know if you guys have, have seen them or followed yeah, they're, them. They're, 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 they're uh, kind of leading the way for education out there. I don't know. If they... Yeah, it needed to happen. What did you do for them? they contacted me, uh, same thing. Did We did, uh, they were here for five days. I think we did a five-day shoot. So I created a a syllabus and then they filmed and we went through everything from, you know, drawing plan view drawings to calculating to cutting. That's great. We were supposed to get to stacking, but that hasn't uh, happened yet. They'd have to come back and they said they'd bring climbers and anywho. That's yeah. great. But that's, that's been really great. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that too. So, so how, how are these, I, you know, to help out a little, cause I see, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, I was going to ask how how are these guys? Is this just all Instagram that they found that you do this, and how are they reaching out to you and connecting with you? Yeah, both of those uh, actually were Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's been such a great tool, yep. I think, particularly for things like that. You know, getting on. And, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's amazing. Because I, I feel like that's... I love it because I get to see. I just like to see how everybody else is doing things. Yeah. And kind of see what the architecture is like around the country or even the world for that matter. Yeah. And it's just, you know, the world got, got so much bigger with that. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of things with social media that I don't like, but I think, you know, for the trades, it's it's a pretty cool community and there's yeah. some good good folks on there. Well, yeah. Instagram for one is accelerating learning. Just like you said, you can see what a guy is doing on the East Coast or West Coast or different part of the country, even in Europe, and how they're framing a roof and how they're cutting it. I got yeah. tons of tips and tricks from you and Awesome Framers is another one. He's great at, at showing what he yeah, did. Tim. Yeah, Tim. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. 
so it just kind of became my niche when, when I was on Instagram, you know, it wasn't, to be honest, I, I, the only reason I went to Instagram was I've been working on a book for three years now that I'll probably never finish, but I thought maybe that would be a good platform to pitch my book to, you know, I, I started to see how Instagram worked and I thought, oh, so if I have followers on Instagram, maybe they'll buy my book. And that's kind of what, what it started as. And I just can't sit down and finish it for some reason. Because you're on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because I'm on Instagram. I have three kids and I got too many roofs to cut. <laughs> that's it. I'll get to it. I will. I will. It'll get finished. So I assume your book is a, is about cutting roofs, right? Yeah. Well, it was yep. now. It's has, about Instagram. Has any of these... Ha- has yeah. fine home building or MT Copeland approached you about teaching like a, like a master class type thing or, or, I mean, you've yeah. got a lot of knowledge in that cranium of yours. It'd be great to be able to yeah. disperse that. So it's not lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, both. I mean, fine home building JLC live. Uh, I've been talking with them a little bit. They're, they're kind of tough to get in with. Um, and that's what everyone's telling me. But I've talked to a couple of uh, higher ups there, and we thought that a classroom type setting at at their shows would be, you know, more effective, and kind yeah. of pick pick a topic or two uh, related to roof framing, and you know, spend a couple of days doing that. Um, I was going to go to the IBS show this year, but that kind of fell apart. It didn't work out. They were, they got some new construction zone or I forget what it was called. Um, and they had reached out to me and then they kind of changed directions. So it did kind of fell through, but that would have been cool. I was looking forward to that. But if people want the information, you know, like you said, there's the articles and fine home building is a great start. MT Copeland has the the video classes. So, I mean, there's, there's enough there for sure. I think that's great. I mean, I think that's where our industry is really, uh, I mean, kind of failing is, you know, in, in our market, there's, there's not really much of a trade school out there. You know, um, yeah. I think it's where we're just failing. Uh, you know, I, I think that the fine home building, keep crap alive thing has restarted the conversation but it's still not out there as much as it should be. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah. It's a different world now yeah, too. For sure. <laughs> you know, yep. when I was 17 or 18 and on my first framing job, we would just get screamed at all day, you know, <laughs> but it, did, it didn't, it didn't hurt our feelings. You know, we were disappointed with ourselves. We wanted to make our employer, our boss happy. Yeah. Now these kids, you say anything and it's like, Oh, gee. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. You can't oh, say anything bitches about that all the time. every time this, this came up. Yeah. Now you're yeah, patting and them no, on the back and, no, and buying oh. them coffee. Tell them how great they are. It used to yeah. be a kick up the ass and uh, get it done. Now yeah. it's the total opposite. Mike's like, I can't yeah, punch I anybody in the face anymore. I mean, <laughs> things are hard, you know, can't threaten. Anybody. Yeah. And nobody, I don't know about you guys, but when I was coming up, nobody really pulled me aside and, you know, I mean, yeah, I'd get like, okay, here, this is the nail gun. This is how it works. This is a layout, you know, but it's not like, you know, I didn't have weeks of training. It's just kind of, they, they'd throw you in there with the wolves. And if you, if you made it, you made yep. it. If you didn't, 
you didn't, and now it's it's just not like that. It's it's very difficult. It's a little nope. Yeah, and that pressure makes you better. I remember having to measure memorize yeah. my tape measure because I couldn't read it fast right. enough for the carpenters. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, I, I still do it. <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's a little miraculous that you ended up not anymore the craftsman that you are, you know, because nobody really pulled and even the old guy that was like, you know, if you did this, but I'm not going to show you how to do it. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, but you know, I think he he recognized the hunger Mm -hmm. I had for it, so yeah, he gave me a little pearl. You know, I'm the same way. If if I'm around somebody and we got our bags on and we're working and they, you know, they say, well, how do you figure that out and i can tell that they're genuinely interested i'll show them Mm -hmm. i'll I'll take 20 minutes 30 minutes and i'll go over everything the problem is they usually don't retain it because the next day they go to sleep at night they have a reset button they roll over and it's like a whole new day every day so it's (laughs) it's it's hard to find the right the right people so with you know the internet and online now that's a great way to educate you know if you want to take uh my roof framing course with MT Copeland, you, you go on their, their thing, you buy it. And now you have it. You can sit at home on your couch or out in your garage and, you know, flip a square around and, and figure some stuff out. You're not, you're not under the pressure you are, you know, on a framing site. Cause like the one, Jamie said it, you know, <laughs> it sells bells. The one positive about the situation that our country's in right now, or this, our industry is that it makes people like us more valuable. Yeah. So those yeah. few young guys or girls that are actually, you know, interested in learning this stuff, they're just creating way more value for themselves. Which you can imagine twenty years from now, a guy that can cut a roof like that. Oh my gosh! What he's going to be worth? Well, yeah. Hopefully, they'll still have well, particularly them. Particularly, not all trusses on houses like that, <laughs> yeah, like really. the one behind you. You know, I mean, I feel like our industry is going the opposite direction. You know, panelized housing and, you know all that stuff you know i was talking to somebody today yeah. about he did he did a sip house even did sips on the roof you know i've never seen anybody do a sip panels all the way up the roof like that until today but i you know it's like legos yeah. now you know which is yeah, cool it's, it's, i think there's a place for all that yeah. stuff but yeah for sure those oh, are sure. going to be plain jane houses yeah there's exactly. going to be no yeah. gingerbread there's going to be no for lack of a better term, good architecture to that type of stuff. You have right. to be able to have a stick cut roof. So I, I've got a question, Ryan. Um, you know, when you, sure. when you decided, uh, when you decided to go this direction and just cut roofs, what was the driving factor behind that? Was, was this just out of interest out of like, this is really what I enjoy doing. So this is what I'm going to do. Was this a life decision of, I'm, I don't feel like working, you know, 80 hours a week. What was the driving factor behind you doing that? Oh, I probably work more now <laughs> just doing that. Uh, I think it kind of ties into what, what, you know, Mikey was just saying, like, I realized I, I can provide something that not everyone can. Mm-hmm. So it's a smaller market. So that was kind of my thought. It wasn't, it wasn't really a financial type decision as much as just, the passion and I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I love framing houses. I do all of it, you know, rolling joists and, you know, dropping decking and plating and, but 
I, I'm not going to be able to do that forever. I don't want to be bent over all day, you know, laying out walls and answering questions all day. Do, you know, do we have any two by four? Is there any two? I don't know. Go look in the yard. Like, <laughs> You know, if I'm here, I can just kind of focus. I get into my own little world and that amps up my uh, productivity too. So it's, yeah. it's kind of been, it's sure. been a good thing. And I think it's maybe where I was supposed to head. I've been kind of realizing that here lately, you know, maybe, you know, maybe this is what, what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. You know, you're, I you're, think for sure. I'm better at that than, you know, for me to go out and, and be banging walls together and doing all that, I could be more valuable doing the roof cutting. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, on site or here yeah. at the shop, it's just kind of where things landed. I th- but I do love I it. I think it's fascinating that you can do that. You can cut the whole roof at the shop and send it to Nebraska. I think that's I think that's fascinating. I think it's great. Are most I, of the I houses get... are most of the houses you're framing out there are they zip or are they house wrap or what do you guys use them? Uh 50-50. There's there's a lot of zip here. Um some of the builders haven't jumped on board with that. They're still using, you know, five ply CDX and then house wrap stuff like that but uh yeah quite a few have have jumped into the zip system which i like it i think it's a good product i don't like cutting it, it creates a lot of dust but other than that yeah it's a good product so what tell us what do you do for fun <laughs> i cut roofs, cut roofs. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, we've been talking about that. oh i do let's see for fun <laughs> When I'm not busy so, and I have, what a do you do to relax? Time. Maybe that's a better question. Uh, have a beer, of course. Mm. I like uh, a deer hunt. Big deer hunter. I like fishing. Um, actually, one of my oldest hobbies that I'm kind of still involved with is uh, model aircraft, like radio-controlled airplanes. I've really built and flown those, yeah, since I was, oh, I don't know, young kid. Started with the little. Uh, balsa and tissue paper ones with the rubber band you'd wind them up and then it turned into uh radio control and so i i try to to do that as often as possible and music i love music i'm a guitar player as well so oh i got a few of those hanging on the wall so if i get a yeah oh yeah oh yeah well we should do another one and we can jam live right on yeah there you go these two guys can be our backup (laughs) singers they're really good Oh, you don't want me singing. That's... <laughs> Turn my mic off. I thought every Irishman was a great singer after enough drinks in him. So, well, we are. Doesn't mean we're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I uh, I sold, I sold, we sold our last, we sold our dream house. We lived there for a year and sold it because the market, you know, did what it did. And yeah. We thought we'd be crazy yeah. not to. And we gave ourselves a little bit of fun money, so I went and bought a guitar with it that I would have never bought. I bought a, I bought a, nice. I bought a Taylor eight fourteen, and I would have, ne- wow, Taylor, I would have never Oops. spent the money on that. But yeah, yeah that's big money. That's my, uh, that's my, that's that's my uh, probably my first love, and then my second love is Jamie Verdura, and then after that, building houses. It <laughs> <laughs> <That> happens. <laughs> awesome <laughs> jamie might be moving up yeah. he might be moving up on that scale you know he's he's leaning mean now oh, he's yeah, dropping weight he's he's yeah. looking like a like a model 
That's it. it takes up a lot less of the screen. But one of my favorite hobbies yeah. are beers. Oh, those are those are <laughs> coming right. back. We'll fix that. Those are coming back. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. And uh, I spend a lot of time as a a small engine shop for my my son. He's he's into dirt bikes. We got snowmobiles, mm-hmm. and he's just always breaking them. So it's just a constant cycle of top ends, bottom ends, this, that. That's out of necessity. (laughs) Yeah. It's fun though. You know, it's, we've, we've completely rebuilt, I don't know, four or five engines together and he's sharp. He's a good kid. He's smart. Yeah. He's smart like that. He gets it. He's, he's probably a little bit smarter than I am. Um, but it's fun. So there ain't, there isn't really a lot of extra time with the three of them. So yeah. I try to, you know, no. yeah, yeah, keep you on sure. your toes. But I how wouldn't old, change it for anything. How old are the three? Uh, my like son ages. is fifteen. My oldest daughter is thirteen, and then my youngest daughter is eight. Well, yeah, you don't have any extra. You're, time. Right, in the, you're right in the fun, the fun range. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. If I could just get all three of them to get along at the same time, it would be <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you read another book. <laughs> I'd buy it for sure. I'd buy yeah. it. I'd buy it right now. No, Mike. Yeah. I mean, Mike yeah. is almost out of it now. Is that? I mean, this is your youngest one, right? The Sweet Sixteen. Uh, no, this is number four. Uh, Jeez. but I got two left at home. I got two left at home. The other four are gone. You're so. almost out of the woods. We're almost there. We're almost there. My wife turned to me. Oh boy, said, what You're... the hell are we gonna do? Yeah, you're going to be lost. You can go up there and cut roofs go, with Ryan. I might go to Buffalo and learn how to cut yeah. some roofs. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, once my kids are gone, I'm not cutting a roof ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be a great idea. You know how they have that you go away for a week and you go to the ranch and you learn how to be a cowboy for a week? Oh, my gosh, yeah. yes. What if you go away for a week and you learn how to be a carpenter and you cut a roof learn and you it. can carry sheets of plywood and hump rafters probably, probably a market for that your hand off yeah <laughs> you'd probably be be better than most of the people that are in the industry now <laughs> crazy yeah i was gonna I say because they, oh, they've never done that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i see that a lot though it's i don't know i i went on that contractor's handbook podcast last may and we talked about that too and Mike, the host, asked me, you know, where do you see the trades? And I think he said 10 years. And it's like, I don't know. When I think about that, I'm not, I don't really know how to answer that. Yeah, it's depressing. Right? I mean, I guess it it could turn around. Uh, I just don't know how it would turn around. We're we're already, to me, in my mind, we're already past the point of no return well, we're making things simpler you know things aren't getting more you know i think we talked about it mike you uh, you may have shared this on instagram or we talked about it or our builder 20 or something about you know you had shared like a, a complicated tale on uh or something that you that was on a house who's gonna do that in 10 years you know i mean yeah that's gonna be the hard part yeah, of it's, it it's I'm kind of always of the belief if you follow the dollars and you're going to get your answer, that's what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. It's You're yeah. going to be worth so much money if you can cut a roof and do all the specialty craftsman carpentry 
or anything in the trades if you if you're good at it you're gonna your value is gonna increase i think we need to show the fruits of that knowledge so people young kids are like oh man look at that guy he's he's driving a lamborghini because he's a carpenter he, he's making that kind of yeah. money honestly because yeah, right. where are the kids now yeah. where are they drawn to that's doctors for sure. lawyers for sure. yeah all the, all the occupations that are making money yeah not even starbucks YouTube, YouTubers. Yeah. YouTubers. YouTube. They want to be yes. YouTubers. Yes. Yeah. Got kids. Look, you run a successful company. My kids don't want to be contractors or carpenters. Or... Yeah. No way. YouTubers. We yeah. have a nice life. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to do it. Until they, go out, until they go out into the real life and realize that they're not YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> until they got to go get some real job. Yeah. yeah. Well, everything is so instant now. You know, it's a. It's a lot different than when, you know, when I was younger and I would ask my mom or dad what a word means, they would tell me to go get the encyclopedia. Oh, my God. And, and I would sit there and read about, yep. you know, whatever it was. Now they, they pull out their phone, they have Google, bam, they got an answer. Yep. Everything's immediate. Yep. You know, people say that all the time, and, and I hate it. They say, you don't, you have a gift, you're so talented. I say, bullshit, I just did something that nobody else is willing to do, and that's invest a lot of time learning something. Nobody does that yeah. anymore. It's like playing the guitar. If you want to yeah. be really good, you have to spend a lot of time. <laughs> There's no app for that. You can't download an app and then instantly know something. I feel like I tell you, my son. You have to apply yourself. I feel like this is like me yeah. preaching to my 13-year-old son, you know. I'm like, oh, why yeah. can't I play that? Well, Because yeah. you've just been sitting here for five minutes. So you got to go sit yeah. here and try this take... for hours and hours, and then you'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it's going to take time. You know? mm-hmm. It's like anything. Mm-hmm. Anything worth doing and doing well, yep. it's going to take you time to get good at it. Yeah, doesn't matter what it is. Yep. yep. I feel sorry for, sure. for Mr. Britannica. <laughs> Nobody right? wants to buy his books anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's Mr. out. Britannica. <laughs> for all you young kids out there, <laughs> all the young kids that are like, "What? Who's the hell is Mr. Britannica?" <laughs> like, as if we're going to have young kids listening to this podcast. <laughs> so, have you got? I looked for this podcast and I we couldn't find it. it you guys not? I haven't released it yet. Okay, you got to you got to look in the Encyclopedia Britannica to find it. <laughs> yeah, it, in the Braille section where you got to read it with your fingers. <laughs> yep, yep. No, Ryan, we're 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 getting started. You're actually uh, our third guest. Um, oh wow! We, we need to put together about two or three more, and then we're going to release in uh, January, end of January is the plan. So we've got, Oh, very cool. It's going to be a big a, party. A guy that was cool. in our, now you're in invited. Our, um... Yeah. Well, it's a, what an honor. Yeah. Mike reached out to me. I don't know before Christmas. Well, I can't but, believe you yeah. came on. If Mike reached out to you, <laughs> <laughs> I like what he's got going. Well, on Instagram, you know, I don't know what he's like in real you life. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> well you got to be doing something right with all those kids got to be a fairly nice guy well, the tv the tv was <laughs> broken it. and i still haven't fixed it so. yeah, still haven't fixed it <laughs> oh no cool. but i'm i'm uh super excited you came on i'm a huge like i said i'm a huge fan i i love the carpentry end of it i love the math the trig and i'm tri- geometry of it it's uh I learn something all the time when I'm watching your Instagram page. You're the best. Oh, well, I appreciate the best that I've seen you do moving around triangles. And the name <laughs> and is. the name is fitting. 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's just fine. That's fine. Yeah. I I would never call myself that. It just worked out with my initials and my friend sending me it. So whatever. I like it. (laughs) Otherwise, I would have been Ryan Smith, 9573826576 on Instagram. Yeah. You got to own it. I feel like you need a theme song or something, you know, like Iron Maiden, you know. (laughs) <laughs> something similar theme or song. i guess we could go with slayer you know i mean that helps. that's slayer they got some good music yeah. so yeah i feel like that's for sure I feel like that's you <laughs> all right guys i gotta i gotta jump out because one of my gonna, daughters is 16 yeah today. you want to want to wrap it up out. you want to let, let everybody yeah. know where, where we can, can find, we find you all ryan's info and all that and books and uh instagram roof slayer 2681 that's it and that's also just my birthday. So you got my initials in my birthday. Wow. 26th of 1981. And it's pin code to his <laughs> ATM. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's July. Oh, July 26th. July 26th. There you go. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, Ryan, man, thanks for joining awesome. us. Um, thanks I, for having me. I feel me. like we could probably do this for another, another hour, but nobody else wants to. So, um, so uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to get out of here. I could talk roof framing for days and days. Also, check out the article, sure. Fine Home Building. Um, great article. I remember getting it and reading it, and it was way over my head, and I thought, this guy must be a genius. So here you are. That was funny. I didn't know they were putting me on the cover until I went out to my mailbox. I pulled <laughs> pulled myself out of the mailbox. So I was like, what? You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, called, I called my editor. I'm like, Matt. He's like, oh, yeah. I didn't know which one they were going to pick. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. The only thing yeah, that's left is Sports fun. Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. Awesome. I mean, you made the cover of my yeah. building. So. <laughs> Do you want to let everybody know where you can find your OnlyFans, too? Is that? Uh, I'll send you that after, and you can just add a link or something. <laughs> put that on, yeah, we'll put that on yeah, the story. Yeah. For the episode. All right, man. <laughs> Thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah, enjoy your birthday party. Yeah, thanks for having me. Three, two, one. Jamie. Intro?